Hey folks, welcome to another episode of Dabbling Dribbling. Uh, before we begin, we have to talk about business. Make sure you're following us on all of our social media platforms at Dabbling Dribbling. Um, and you are, make sure that you are subscribed to us on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts at Dabbling Dribbling. We would love to hear what you think. Subscribe, rate, comment, all those wonderful things. We would really appreciate it. This is episode number 68, right? 68, yeah. Um, and this is a different episode for us because we just kind of blow through both of Dabbling and Dribbling in like one big segment. Yeah, there's no transition There's in the really middle. no transition. If you're a transition junkie and you really love that middle transition, <coughs> spoiler alert, you're not going to get it. It's like a fake, we do a fake transition. Mm-hmm. But we dive into a couple of things, the, the shutdown that's happening. The government shutdown. The government shutdown specifically and how stupid and ridiculous it is. And how um, the 10... Is that the 10-year challenge? Is that the next thing that we talk about? Yeah, the 10-year challenge. The challenge that people are having and how um, I am basically ageless. You can't hear... I mean, like, (laughs) people listen on a podcast. You can't really see Bri's face, but it's essentially a 12-year-old. Yeah, I'm basically 12. And then uh, we dive into basketball right after I think yeah we try to transition to basketball and, and it just it was just not like it you did the basketball segment in a minute and 98 milliseconds yeah that it was a one, one minute, minute and 98 milliseconds of explanation of everything that's happening in the NBA right if now. If that's not a synopsis, I don't know what is. Right. And it goes to show that the All-Star Games really need to happen. Yeah, we're, we're struggling over here for <laughs> news stories. And I can I can only imagine what ESPN's trying to work through right I'm now. I'm sure. Like, I got nothing. Yeah. And then we did something different mm-hmm. where we do the and experience, which is if you just Google it, the and experience, um, it's basically we ask each other questions about our friendship. And it was kind of cool and insightful. It was very weird. Um, I did not enjoy it. You didn't? I feel like we're... <laughs> barely friends anymore oh, wow. because of the responses that we gave well, to each other. Right. And uh, I disappointed you. I'm sorry. It happens. My gosh. That thing blinds. I found <laughs> out news about myself I did not know. Did you really? Yes. One of those questions. Which one? Your favorite question. My favorite question? Though I don't want to give it away okay, in case well, people listen. Either way, y'all should listen all the way to, to the end because The one where I thought you messed up the... The category. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> I did like, not. I didn't know that. <laughs> no, that I was. Yes, that's funny. But it is. Oh, no, it was really fun. Yeah. I enjoyed it. And so I, it's one of our warm and fuzzies. I feel like people should listen yeah. to. Yeah. It's a, it's a good episode. Short and sweet. Take a listen. Um, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Let's go. What up, folks? Welcome to another episode of Dabbling Dribbling with Alex and Bry. Hey. Um, how's your date going, buddy? Tolerably well. I cannot complain. To- tolerably well. I told you. We, I gave I mean, yeah, you an we update. Had, we had two hour it was life, well. life chat. Tolerably. Actually, we had a two hour life chat. That's fine. This is going to be a short episode. It really is. How was your day? It's good. I know it was good because you. we had a two hour life chat. <laughs> I don't know. We asked Why each other we this question when we walked in the door. Yeah, it's like, how was your life, buddy? How was your life? It would be weird if 
one of us was uh, really, really happy throughout the first two hours. Just like, oh, yeah, this is like, oh, it was amazing. I won the lottery. And then Michael Jordan came up and was like, Alex, I've been looking for you. And then we started to cast. Why do you cast. have to win the lottery and, and get to meet Michael Jordan? I was projecting. So oh, then okay. so then you come in and uh, and then you're like, how are you? I'm like, sucks. <laughs> Everything's the worst. Wa- I lost my wallet. The guy punched me on the subway. Yeah, but you met Michael Jordan. You went, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess there's that, too. Yeah, no, things oh, are good. Well, well um, we are at episode, I believe, 68, which is quite lovely for us. Um, and there isn't a ton to talk about. I don't know what's going on. It's at least not a ton that I want to talk about, unless you have something that what are no your dog he must have heard us talking because we were talking about his treat obsession mm-hmm. well lack thereof but Wrigley. now he's he's <laughs> stop it Wrigley has positioned himself like a child on Christmas waiting <laughs> to open presents just looking at these treats right on the shelf he can't reach yep he looks like he's up to no good you're up to no good we're watching you we know what you're doing just just listen to uh, the cast he's just he's just un- unbearable how cute he is it hurts. It hurts. It does hurt. I it wish your dog the... was uglier. It's hard for a dog to be ugly when their owner is so hot. Like, they take after their owner, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of, you know... There's... I'm I'm not going to disagree with you, but we are projecting a lot <laughs> of stuff at the <laughs> forefront of this cast. <sighs> there, but no, you're, you, you dogs do take after their owners. That's why most dogs look like their owners. I don't think Wrigley looks like me. But my mom thinks Wrigley and I have the same eyes, which we don't. <laughs> no, I can see that. You and my mother are agreeing. You both got those white patches on your forehead. Wow. What white patches, you piece of crap? Oh, you did... <laughs> nothing. Just oh, nothing. you never noticed that about yourself? <laughs> no, I, I forget it. I yeah, just wasn't, nothing. It was nothing. I was, it was in a cafe one time. Yeah. <laughs> and the two tables down from me. Mm-hmm. There was, I had headphones in, but the song went out after a while, mm. and I was just, just without music. Yeah. And this guy and gal were talking, not on a date, but just friends. Right. And she was saying something about a guy she wanted to go on a date with, and it just wasn't going well or didn't pan out. Something was amiss. Sure. And the, friend, the guy friend goes, oh, well, maybe it's because you have reptile eyes. And... She go. Oh, thank you for the books. I appreciate it. Bri's bringing me some books to bring the microphone closer to my face. And so he says, maybe it's because you have reptile eyes. I feel like I remember you telling me the story once before. And she said, I have reptile eyes? Was her eyes like super like blue or like green? From the corner of my eye when I looked at her her snake face. (laughs) So So it was Katie. (laughs) Was it it Kevin Durant? He was sitting with Kevin Durant in a wig. Um, Stop. He's on his hind legs trying to get at my coat. You trying to... Trying There's to jack nothing me? There, buddy. There's literally nothing in there, buddy. Okay, continue your story. All right. So anyway, she goes, reptile. I have reptile eyes? What does that mean? He said, I don't know. I'm just, I, 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 and then he just, like, his tongue fell out of his mouth. And then uh, she's like, ah. And he said, forget I said anything. And then she just goes in her phone, texting something. Right. And there's silence at the table for, like, 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. And then she just goes, I have reptile eyes. First of all. 
I need uh, men to know, and just like people to know, like if you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. If you think it's like weird to say it, don't say it. Well, I don't know what he was getting at because if he was, I was joking about the white patch on your oh, face no, because we're compared I, to. I mean, yeah, but like this guy, not. this guy, I was like, you have reptile eyes. Okay, play that off, whatever that means. Right. But he didn't go anywhere with it. He he bumbled and stumbled like like, like the Dallas Cowboys and was like, I don't. Ooh. He was like, I don't know what Are I we, meant by we're, that. We're doing some football jokes now no that's you know what that's uncharted territory for me i don't know enough for me to i know that they lost and it was bad oh was it that's the most i could i can also tell you that the patriots won against the i don't care yeah i don't care it was like demoralizing how much they won well you know what the patriots are pretty morally bankrupt so i'm Mm, not you know what i'm okay with that when i see people wearing patriots gear i have a judgment oh 100%. 100%. I'm like, you are probably a D-bag. Yeah. And I, I have friends who are Patriots fans, and I'm like, I don't know if I can be friends with you. I saw a guy at the gym wearing a Patriots shirt, and I mentally unpacked it for myself over the course of like two minutes after I saw him. I was like, what is it that, what do you feel when you see one of those logos? The truth is, based on the history of reporting with Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. You mean Satan? And uh, Satan yeah. spawn. When I talk about like stealing plays, reading uh, the other team's offense, mm-hmm. uh, deflate gate, deflate gate, mm-hmm, those sorts of things. I think if you're a Patriots fan, you're someone who is okay looking the other way on issues of moral integrity. Much like most of Boston. If you're a Patriots <laughs> fan, you probably have in your locker also a "Make America Great Again" hat. Ugh. Um, and you're probably pretty silent on Black Lives Matter and uh, Me Too and sorts of things like that. So ultimately... That was me growling, if you yeah. heard that random noise in the background. So if the Patriots won another playoff game, I'm happy for Bill Belichick and the continued greatness of Tom Brady. I mean... Bry's in the other room. Sorry, guys. All right. <laughs> puppy, puppy stuff. Um, yeah. I, I stopped caring about football four years ago which has been good for my mental health i stopped playing fantasy for the past two seasons now Mm -hmm. you were really good at fantasy i'm very good in all your leagues yes i'm i'm usually one of the only girls um especially in the yeah it's always fun when you beat your ex like that's always fun oh yeah i mean if that was in my you whoa yeah, I would never have my ex in a fantasy league. Oh, I mean, it was like a it was like a friend group thing that we just happened to continue to be on. But anyway, circle's too tight. Too tight. Too tight. Um, but yeah. So, speaking of, I don't know how I can segue this. I was going to talk about the government shutdown. Well, that's got me tight. <laughs> it do, it do, it does and got you tight. It does got you. It does got you. Talk about talk it about. It does have you tight. It does have that, me tight. Or that's, that's, um, that's how words work. Talk about fantasy government. Fantasy government. The government that doesn't exist. Let's talk about it. The government is still shut down. Why? 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 Why not? Well, it's because Congress or the Senate, somebody is not going to pass the budget because. 45 wants to build a wall and wants to fund it in like wait 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 yep wait no 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 yes for real though i'm being dead ass serious 
The sticking point on this budget is not the wall. It yep. can't be. Y- yes. Alex, are you living under a rock? Yes. <laughs> what the- I wait for this podcast. <laughs> I can't stand you. Why do I have to always do this? Because this is... I need you to be more informed. <laughs> I have other podcasts that I listen to for other things. This podcast is where I get my news. Your news and pop culture references also yeah. for me. I'm looking up You know, Google that's a lot things. of like pressure for me. That's a lot of responsibility. Um, and you know what? I appreciate it for you. I'm going to give you a raise in your next um, podcast annual bonus. You'll get an oh, okay. annual bonus nice, next year nice, nice, um, nice, for nice, this nice. December 31st, 2019. Nice. I appreciate Y'all heard you, this? Fam. I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to bring it up. Appreciate you, fam. <laughs> so this government shutdown, can I find it? Okay. So the Daily, if I'm listening to the New York Times Daily. Yes. Do you listen to it? I used to listen to it a lot, but I don't I anymore. used to. I don't anymore because, you know, I miss Michael Barbaro's sweet face, uh, well, sweet, sweet voice. Mm. I actually did look up his face because I, I look up podcast people's uh, pictures after I've listened to them. Me too. So much so that I love and adore them. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, what do I think they look like? What are, it's kind of like, it's kind of like being an online dating where you can't see the person huh. or like you've got mail with Tom Hanks and yeah. Meg Ryan. Uh, where they're like, I, I have been messaging you for years, and now I finally get to meet you. I wonder what that voice looks like in the flesh. Mm. Michael Barbaro looks very different than what I thought he looked like. Mm. Looks good, but just not what I expected. The opposite of what you would think. So, Anywho. he would tell me everything about the government shutdown. He would. But um, he would also tell me about the government shutdown, and that would spike my blood pressure. Right. And then I tell myself, you know, what are you going to do about that? And the answer is stop nothing. Uh, well, no, the answer, the answer is I won't do anything about the actual shutdown right. and I won't do anything about the wall mm-hmm. because I'm not in a position to do that thing. Except, I mean, you did, you, except voting, which you've done that. Which I've done that. Mm-hmm. And then beyond that, I'm just yelling into the void of social media, which I don't want to do. No, and, and you, could, you could make calls and things like that, too. I've done that. I don't have calls. time for that. Wow. So yeah. I just trust that we have a government of representatives... <laughs> representatives doing their job we elect those people so right. i'm like oh, okay the system in theory should be working and we got journalists mm-hmm. who are paid to expose things like this they when it's bad enough that i should be riled up the journal journalistic community social media and you on this podcast will alert me to hey call to arms alex get your shit we gotta go i'm <laughs> like oh, okay go. great 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 no i know that if like there was an if i know that the apocalypse is coming like tomorrow and like we've been talking about it for a while mm-hmm. i know that you would only find out through me yeah, so yeah, i know yeah. that i have to like text you and be like yo my man get your go back if, if, <laughs> like, if a meteor started coming through the sky you would not know until it uh-uh, actually hit unless uh-uh. i talk to you absolutely i'll be like alex i'm about to go to a bunker you are coming with me actually this has been on the news for about six months oh <laughs> oh i should really be up on current events more <laughs> you're like thanks for being my friend <laughs> that meteor looks at least the size of rhode island which this is why i'm one of the few people in your life that you text back within 24 hours within 24 hours, i was gonna say <laughs> i mean there is a there there's a caveat to all of these things, guys. 24 hours. <laughs> There's always... So which anyway, is quick. All right. Yeah, which so, is for you is very quick. So government is shut down. Lots of things are... Lots of people are being affected by it, considering that people are not getting paid because the government is shut down. This is true. Being furloughed, meaning that they are still working. Okay. They're expected to come to work, but they're not going to get paid. That's a real F word right there. Right. But they'll get... Hopefully get paid in the back end. Like... Keyword, hopefully. Right. 
that's real effed up. Um, and this like affects a lot of people, right? Like not everybody has three to six months of nope. uh, their paycheck or, you know, of their expenses that they need saved. That I mean, that's Most I, Americans don't. Most Americans don't. I know that's something I'm always striving to save and always, mm-hmm. you know, always dipping into every once in a while. But like trying to get those Jordan retros. Why are they five hundred dollars? Anyway, anyone who's Capitalism. a Jordan Jordan one retros, red and white, hit hit your sister up. Well red and white? Well red, well, white and black. You want the white ones. You don't want the the breads, right? I don't think so. You got some white on the side panel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. You're right. Red and white. That's what I said. Red, white and black. Well red, red and black. Yeah. Or the red and black. I like the red and black too. Well those are the breads. Right. So either way, regardless. People aren't sa- are saving are saving money, and so they may be asking or borrowing money from other people or from family members and things like that. And those family members and people may not have the cash to help those people out. Uh huh. And so, like, sure. it's it's a lot of the like. There's a lot of people affected. I think food stamps are affected. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe at one point uh, your tax return wasn't going to be done on time, so that was a potential thing too. I like to have my tax return money, even if it's a couple hundred dollars. I would like that money. Mm-hmm, Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, cash, cash, cash. Right, cash is important. People just don't. Yeah, families struggle, and most. I think it was less than twenty percent of Americans have an emergency fund. Yeah, and which is like, which shows like we should really be thinking about these things because like not just the government shutting down, like any company or any place you work can shut down any minute, and you might not have a job. Right, so um, super sucky. But it is what it is. Uh, the number. Wait a second. Uh, the percentage of oh my god, what percentage of Americans live paycheck to paycheck? What do you think the number is? Seventy. No, oh, you were close. Seventy-eight. Yeah. There's seventy-five percent last year. Everyone's passing. Everyone's getting a C. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And like, I feel fortunate. Like, I have a job that pays me well, and I have savings and. I have a roof over my head that's pretty guaranteed as long as I have this job and all these, you know, like as long as I have money and all those things, but anything can happen. Anything can happen. So it's really sucky. Um, Well, this got us thinking and we looked up this article of what is and is not affected by the government shutdown. All right. What is affected, sir? So this was updated January 10th by the New York Times. That was four days ago. Let's do this. Airport security. TSA. That's a problem. Yep. They. What did gun, you tell me? There was a gun that uh, got through TSA security, I think in Atlanta the other day. So, you know, that's cool. Parks and museums. Why? Many national parks are closed to visitors. Yeah, and I believe that there's a, a, a dad and a daughter who's going around trying to clean up the national parks that are like, like in their local yeah, area. volunteering. Volunteering because like, it's nature. It's like. Is something that is was given to us to take care of, That's and we're not so doing a good job sweet. of that. That yeah. hurts my heart. Um, and then <clears throat> some parks are posting signs if they are open, saying access may change without notice. Hmm. Without like, yeah, you come in the park, then they put up some chains. And like, yeah, ah, yeah. Um, science, research, and public health. That's great, CDC. That's you know that's someone you don't want to. Yeah, Center not, for not Disease Control and Prevention yeah. and the National Institute of Health. Yeah, and I think the FDA too. Oh, probably. sorry, those are unaffected. Oh, CDC aren't affected. FDA are largely or entirely unaffected. Well, I have a friend who works for the CDC, and they're they're they have not been going to work. Is that because 
the CDC is not paying them or because they don't feel like going to work? No, like like they're told not to go to work. Well, thank you for that update. This yeah. Is, you should tell the unless New York Times. Unless something has changed. It says, it says are largely or entirely. So maybe 51% of it's not affected, but 49% of it are, or less yeah. is. Um, but others, such as the Fish and Wildlife Service and the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, which is my go-to standard for any science news, mm-hmm. um, which includes the National Weather Service, have sent many workers home. Wow. That's why I can't get a weekend update on my temps. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also food inspections and aid. The shutdown has also affected FDA. food safety mm-hmm. oversight. Mm-hmm. FDA. Don't eat, y'all. Mm-hmm. Just don't eat stuff. Everybody so, grow your own things. Um, your social security checks are still coming, though. Yeah. That so is. that'll that'll happen. So fear not, uh, older Americans. And we got Medicare, Medicaid, and veterans stuff are similarly unaffected. Veterans, Medicare, Medicaid, those are that's, okay. That's good to know. Tens of thousands of law enforcement personnel are among those working without pay. Yeah. So Do you know you, how not great that is? Police officers. Who already have a really hard job. Doing it for free. Oh, hell no. I'm not trying to be on these streets until the government starts working again. Yeah, because seriously. I saw a cop pull... I, was I, th- thinking- I don't think NYPD is like affected by it, by the way. Oh, okay. Because I saw a cop pull someone over today for something real petty, and I was like, that seems like an asshole thing to do on a Monday morning. Mm. But hey, if they're not affected, maybe it's just him being him. Right. <clears throat> I don't um, think they are. Criminal least. investigations. The shutdown has had mixed effects on government uh, investigations. FBI investigations will continue, according to the Justice Department. So, uh, so Bob is Bobby still working? Bobby, Bobby Mueller, the third. Bobby, hey Bobby. <laughs> the Office of the Special Counsel Robert Mueller will also continue its investigations into the Russian interference in 2016 election because it is, it does not rely on the congressional action for funding. Okay, but Bobby, can you can you make it faster? Hey Bobby, I feel like. I feel like... Sorry, guys. I'm eating a cookie. I feel like even living under a rock, I haven't missed anything with the Mueller probe. Nope, you have not, because I would have told you. Is 45 still president? Yep. Okay. So, yeah, that's that's what we... Oh, (laughs) the Internal Revenue Service, the IRS, operations stopped. Yeah. That's why people were like, if I don't get my paycheck, my check, I'm going to be pissed. Some people were like, yeah, I'm not getting audited. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah. And so there's some other stuff, too. But essentially, like, hey, TSA, police, these people who have these jobs that, you know, they support themselves, their families, other, you know, they support the country. Yeah. I I want them to get paid. Yeah. Seriously. And what's wild is that even during this government shutdown, Congress and the Senate still get paid. The senators, the congressmen and congresswomen, the congresspeople. With real money? With real money, they still get health care. They, they still have everything. And there are congresspeople that are like, mm, if the government shut down, we don't get paid either. Because then that might put a fire under your butt to actually do something. They should be working for free. Yeah, absolutely. They Damn should it. be working. Like, come on. How are you going to... So, yeah, if these people are in the... The people who work in the actual Congress, who sweep the floors, who do the security and all that stuff, paid? they should either not be working mm-hmm. or they should be getting paid. How about they should be getting paid, period? 
Well, I'm just talking about for that immediate. If you can't agree on a budget for the entire nation, at least pay the people who are in the Congress doors inside the halls where you're making these decisions. Right. Because they have to be there for your ass and your security Mm -hmm. to protect you all, but you're not getting them paid. That's some that's some messed up white man shit. Yep. And it's because a bunch of white men are the ones who are deciding this. And so. we know, and we're, we're kind of talking around it, but in D.C. circles and working in government jobs, there are a lot of POCs with government jobs. Yep. Low yep. income, public servants. Yeah. We're doing talking this about work. officers, you know, doormen, everything. Yeah, security, everything. security, security cleaning, cl- maintenance. Yeah. These people are... Custodial is, work, everything. Yeah, these people are largely lower income and POC. And so having elite uh, government officials going into these buildings, making decisions carelessly. But back to what you were saying about that wall, if that really is the sticking that point... That is the sticking point. That is like, that is the major sticking point. You're, you don't believe me? He, this boy I is believe re- you. I'm this looking boy up something on my Amazon. I had no. I ordered something on Amazon. And it's not here yet. I'm looking up um, its status. Everything is USPS. <clears throat> um, I'm I'm scanning the New York Times for the update on my package. Um, what you, uh, I'm so confused. What are you searching? Um, how much is the government closed? The U.S. government runs out of... So, Amazon has an update. The U.S. government runs on... uh, This is just... I wasn't questioning you. Just Amazon has an alert. Mm -hmm. Uh, The U.S. government runs on 12 appropriations bills passed each year by Congress and signed by the president. In fiscal years like this one, when all 12 bills aren't adopted by October 1st, uh, start the fiscal year, only five were completed on... Only five? Right. Of 12? Yeah, not even half. Well, then that's not, not all those bills could be about the wall. Congress and the president keep the machinery of government humming by passing short-term extensions. But they just ran out of extension. Oh, what? Yeah. Trump demanded that any further extension include a $5.7 billion for the border wall. Yep. That's billion with a B. Yeah, billion with a B. Which what is what he thinks he is, but, you know, he's not. He... But the president has demanded that any further extensions include a $5.7 billion extension for a wall. But I thought Mexico was paying for that. Yeah. Okay. Okay, listen. Yep. I agree with him. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. I'm, I'm, I'm breaking down. That's... Listen, you came in on this platform about this wall. Mm-hmm. And you cannot let people down on this and from what i get 5.7 seems like we need to trust the wisdom of our president because 5.7 is obviously too much for one wall right he's talking about people don't understand he's talking about two walls that's two walls worth of money that is a south border wall and that is a canada wall (laughs) and i have been saying since he's been elected that we have too many canadian you are alienating a lot of our fans. They are coming mostly through Detroit. We know this. This is the gateway. The gateway. We need a border along the <laughs> northern coast, the northern border. We don't have a coast there. A northern co- a border to keep the Canadians out. They're, they're just You see them everywhere. They're everywhere. Everywhere. At, at Pottery Barn, at the grocery store, at Whole Foods. 
How they're, dare they? They're taking our granola. How dare they? Pissing me off. <laughs> trying to live a better life for them and their families. Anyway, um, yeah, you're right. This is crap. I don't agree with this. I don't yeah. like this. And apparently there is something, some sort of sanction or tariff or something that 45 has like approved of that Mexico would pay for. And thus, it means Mexico would pay for the the border, but it's not... 5.7 but whatever the 57 billion or whatever it is um but that would he's like oh they're they're paying for it already it just it's in our budget it's like no like it's in this budget that needs to then be allocated for the wall and congress and the senate has to approve all of that stuff he doesn't know how money or business or I anything feel works like <laughs> so he's you know. going to win in 2020 uh, be- because rules don't apply no he's an anomaly he's a weird anomaly but you know what he's setting up a precedence someone said this the other day Mm -hmm. it's not him you have to worry about Mm -hmm. it's the person in 2020 Ooh, yeah because he has no reason there's no re-election it's like obama in his second term you're talking about that like that like he can do whatever he wants yeah yeah yeah. well there's that him the actual person Mm -hmm. but then there's also the candidates you're gonna see oh yeah the candidates that if you can you can be out of your mind right and be a viable candidate or you can have no moral compass yeah and consciously do wrong and it's still okay it's this is setting this, up. this is where we've come you remember how bernie sanders seemed like eh, okay he's a candidate like right. people were in his corner right bernie 8 years prior would have been seen as delusional i mean i think he was seemed delusional even this this go around too. Yeah, okay. I'll give you that, but look how far he made it. Oh no, he made it very far. If he the only reason that happened was because the guy he was trying to take over from did so many progressive things in his eight years. Right. You couldn't have imagined the embargo on Cuba being lifted right. or a president walking into a prison saying we should reform prisons. Right. You never heard a president say, Hey, I think being gay is okay right. and should be legal and then it was. Right. You didn't see anybody legalize pot. Or call for like gun reform, right? And so this guy or did tear all... up uh, on the podium. Yeah, because children died. You know, and and so this guy did all this in eight years. So when Bernie came along, like, hey, I think women should have better maternity leave. Everyone's like, that's a yeah. good idea. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that a humane thing that you're asking yeah. for all of us. But yeah, eight years prior, if he had asked them, like, what the hell is he talking about? Um, so with this guy with forty five in, in office, mm-hmm. okay, the government. I mean. If we're going to let it run, then yep. I need $5.7 billion for a wall. I'm like, right. are you, what are you doing? Right. So the guy who comes after him is going to be, and I say guy because I don't think we'll have a Sarah Palin-esque candidate for a long time. But I can see a lot of I mean, there's rumors delusional that, white guys. Are you talking about the Republican Party? Yeah. On the, on the Dem side, it's gonna be, they're going to have to get a little bit wild. I mean, there's rumors that Kamala Harris may um, um, uh, announce her her um, her, re- her candidacy during MLK weekend. We already know Elizabeth Warren said that she was planning on running. So That'd be two women of color. Wow! Get out. <laughs> what? We you know how problematic that is, right? You know that Elizabeth Warren being part Native American and her 
holding on to that and only talking about it when it's convenient for her is problematic, right? You know this, right? Or we're not going to be friends. So I, I need you to, I need you to tell me, Bryna. I know this. I I feel like <laughs> the conversation is not with me. You should have it with her. And uh, I'm not saying I shouldn't have. I it with think her. I think at least it's not Rachel Dolezal. Oh Jesus Christ! Oh no, I'm sorry, 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 sorry. Sorry, hang on. Oh, I'm no. not. First of all, I was looking up Kamala Harris just to um, see if there's any news on that. But um, Rachel, I, I want to be respectful. Dolezal. Rachel Dolezal is not her legal name anymore. What's her name now? She got it changed. To? Um, Ngechi Amadi Diallo. Nope. 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 I am subscribed. It's, I, it's, this, um, this podcast is done. I'm done. It's very African. Um, I am done. That I'm is. Very done. I am done. What is that, Swahili? I am done. Diallo. Bye. <laughs> she doubled down. Bye. <laughs> Rachel Dole. Bye. If Bye. Elizabeth Bye. Warren changes her name on this campaign, then I'll be upset. Like if she changes her name to like Pocahontas. Well, or like she wouldn't some, do that. But I know, something but like, like some va- variation of like yes. a, like a Native American right. name. I don't go I by will, Elizabeth Warren anymore. I, I go by. I, <laughs> don't 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 make up names because that is not okay. <laughs> you know. You know it's funny. I, but you realize something though. And this is a short tangent. I, I don't want to go down a rabbit hole. But she says the reason for that lineage of Native American history is because of the story she heard from her relatives who passed down that information. Right. She never took a 23andMe Ancestry.com type situation. Right. She just said, oh, yeah, great-grandpa told me, blah, blah, blah. Right. But then she eventually did take I, a, a I, test. Did she? I believe that's how it was verified. Are you sure? I'm I'm like 10% certain. I thought she was resistant to that. But either way, I'm operating under the same um, thing for my own heritage. In I've what never way? taken a test. I tell people what I am, like my mixture. What's uh, your mixture? Um, that, Afri- that, sounds, my, that sounds bad. Like, what's, you, what, what's your sure. mixture? Well, some, somebody recently asked me, "What are you?" So it's not <laughs> what. What are you, Alex? What are you? I'm a human. I'm a Trader Joe's shopper. Apparently, no, like, we're here in Trader Joe's. <laughs> uh, I have a uh, so black side. I don't know all the heritage. I actually don't know any of it. So that would interest me in Twenty Three and Me. Or however you call it. Yeah, twenty three of me. There's ancestry.com. There's a bunch of them. Then the the white side. Apparently, I have German, English, Irish, French, Polish. Uh, what are the other ones? There's two more. There's seven. There's seven things in there. So I don't even remember all of them. That's what. Oh, Scottish, Scottish, Irish, English, Polish, French, German. And I forgot the other one. Nice. Well, that's why you're. I so, assume that's why you're so pretty because you you know you know what they say when you exoticize all those different cultures together you get pretty people. The European mutts. Yep. Is what they call them. <laughs> Everything I said was so problematic. I yeah. was joking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, um, yeah, this is so we'll see what we get from these candidates and this government. Uh, I am not holding my breath. This fantasy government. I'm not holding my breath. Hmm. I'm not not doing it. What else? Um. So there's this challenge going around on Facebook and also on Instagram. It's called like the ten year challenge. Has you know how bad has aging hit you? I did it, the challenge <sighs> myself. 
Um, <laughs> I had not heard a phrase like that. And I uh, looked at it. I went to 1998 when I was 11, 2008 when I was 21, mm. and then 2018 when I am 31. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, What'd you find? Uh, man, it hasn't hit me at all. <laughs> the age thing? Yeah. You're just, you're just immortal. Just, yeah, I mean, I, I've, like, yes, I've aged, like, my face has changed a little bit, but, like, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. more, like, fat and, like, when, you know, you mean, like, just, like, body changing hormones, you know, those kinds yeah. of things, like, your body should change between, you know, right, that's the, 11 and 31. I think that's like, what the challenge is. Right. But I was just like, no, but my face looks pretty, uh, pretty, pretty the same. I think it does for most people from what I've seen. Right. And... I feel like I have better makeup options now, too. Like, I know how to, like... There's more options. camera filters. Well, there's that. (laughs) Thanks. Maybe I just look this good, Alex. This is not the second time you insulted me, you piece of crap. The filter that... There's no filter on yours. I saw your picture, and you used a Canon. Yeah. And it looks like no editing. It looks raw. Yeah. It's like a raw shot. All all of them were raw shots. There you go. All of them were raw shots. No, it looked great. Um, Profesh. (laughs) Profesh. Um... But yeah, no, and it was like I was noticing how a lot of black and brown folks looked mm-hmm. very similar, or even maybe even aged better, just mm-hmm. because like what you know. And then I realized all of my friends who were doing it were mostly black and brown folks. I didn't see a lot of like my okay. white friends doing it. Yeah. So I wonder how theirs like looked. But you know, brown don't frown, Asian don't raisin, black don't crack. That was a lot of aging like fine wine. Like, white, white don't. Uh, white crack sometimes. White don't. Spite, crack, light, trite. It's really hard to rhyme that one. (laughs) I'm trying to help, um, folks. But no, I've seen some. I've seen some black folk with some crow's feet. Like that happens. That's like natural. But I'm starting to get mine. Yeah. Are you you thinking of taking my my wisdom? Get some. Get some retinoid cream on there. No, here's the thing. Retin. I have an eye cream. It's from some lovely ladies, sisters. Mm women of a family okay. in Arizona okay. and it's all natural ingredients. Mm-hmm. I was using a retinol cream, mm-hmm. but I read some things about retinol mm-hmm. and I don't want to, okay. but also I look for products that don't have alcohol in them. And oh. most eye things and skin products have some alcohol in them. I did not know that. Yeah. So I just try to avoid those things. Yeah. I just do whatever Kiehl's or Neutrogena tells me to do. And getting sleep. Sleep is good. Lots of water. Hydration is important. Hydrate the crap out of your body. And if you're someone who uh, partakes in bone broth, get that collagen. Cool. Or meat, meat in general has a lot of collagen. Yeah. So it's good get for the B12 meat eaters. A B12. Yeah. I take my B12 every day. And a 50 milligram on the uh, 50,000? 50,000 milligram on the weekend. Ooh. Yeah, I just mainline it. Yeah, nice, 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 nice. Really good. Um, But yeah, so that's all that. I mean, there's just like the obsession of like looking young that I thought was kind of fascinating. Of like, oh my god, your skin looks great, or like, you know, know, what's your secret to staying young? I feel like that's such a a thing that I hear all the time, especially for women. And um, for that, I think is like I love like when I turned thirty, I was so excited to tell everyone I turned thirty. I mean, we talked about this, like, you mm-hmm. and I, and I remember people being like, oh, aren't you sad? You're 30, you're single, oh my God. you don't have kids, and I'm just like, oh my God, I'm 30, I'm single, I don't have kids, this That's is great. That's amazing, it's <laughs> like, amazing. Like, I'm like, why are we, 
why am I sad? Why would I be sad about that? Oh, it's so good. You know, it's like a weird. <laughs> We're in the time where we benefit from ageism. We benefit from ageism? You and I benefit from ageism. Say more. We are in the prime of our time. Right. Where when you're in your 20s, <coughs> well, you're a teen. No one takes you seriously. No. And when you're, when you're in your 20s. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're doing. <laughs> you really need a user manual. You need some self-help books and you need to figure out what's going on. Someone said that dating dating men in your 20s is like an internship. Like an unpaid internship. Oh, God, yes. And I was like, we're a, oh, my Lord. We're just trying like, to figure it out. And listen, like, there's bear, so much truth bear to with us. Um, so there's that. You're not that great in your 30s either, buddy. Yo, <laughs> no, you. no, no. I'm just saying yo, like men in general. Well, yeah, no, but well, I'll speak for myself. I don't know about everybody, but I definitely am much more upfront and don't waste people's time. Yeah, And I'm that's much true. more clear. It's very, Pe- I think people, people are very appreciative that. of that. But and so in your 30s, we have... More wisdom gained from experience. Sure. We're old enough that generations take us seriously. Right. They have to listen to our voice at the table. Um, but we're young enough to where we benefit from glowing up and maintaining our, our right. youthful looks. We are in our quote unquote golden years. So it's only downhill from here. Well, that's and when, great. I, when I look at where. I don't think so. Because well, I look at my friends in, in their 40s, and I'm just like, oh, no, they're no. living it up, too. Well, no, no, no. Our 40s are going to be amazing. Post, like, f- mid-50s, when you're out of your prime, you still live for another 30-plus years, yeah, right? if not more, yeah. So, think about the generation of 55-plus, where we don't take, where they, by society, are not taken um, to full, we don't value them as much. Yeah. The way we talk about Congress guys, we think of them as old white men who are out of touch. Right. And they're all over the age of like 55. Right. And we are going to be old one day. And people, I was at some gallery openings the other day. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. This was such a moment. This was like a, like a, I've been thinking about my aging a mm-hmm. lot in terms of I will be older one day. Yeah. You, when you were in your 20s, you never think you will be old. Yeah. Until, you think you yeah. own the world and your time is coming. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. you know, like. In your 20s, you think, okay, when when I'm old enough to get respect, generation above me, step aside because we're running things, right. right? We made change. The millennials were like, we're all about change. We're going to do this thing. Well, now we see Generation Z right behind us. Right. And they want us out of the way. Right. Yeah. No, <laughs> totally. So I'm like, okay, I get it. My, my number's going to be called at some point. So got to get while the getting's good. But I watched these people at this gallery exhibition. We were coming downstairs, and there's an older couple in front of me, older New York a white couple, probably late 60s, early 70s. And the, they get off the elevator and there's a crowd of people waiting to get on the elevator to go up to one of the floors. And these two young people couldn't have been more than 20. Right. On either side of the elevator doors could have been the first to get on, a guy and a gal. And the man and woman in front of me are stepping off and the guy said, uh, Something like, where are we? Mm-hmm. And the kid goes, he like mumbles to his friend across. And they're like, New York. <laughs> and it's 2018. Yeah. Uh, or 2019, yeah. I guess. Maybe he had the year wrong. I don't remember. Right. But the woman with the guy mm-hmm. immediately turned to the kid and goes, don't. Mm. I was like, in that, in that don't? Mm-hmm. 
was volumes. Mm. I was like, you were an older woman who's probably, you might have lived in New York for the last seven decades. Maybe you're from here. You've watched this place live and die a thousand times. Right, 100%. And here's this kid who's fresh out of the womb. (laughs) Like, this guy's out of touch. Think he's hot shit. Yeah, but you saw, you've seen your husband make like monumental shifts in your personal life, his professional life, right. all these. He's been through the decades of Cuomo, Giuliani, and everybody right. else before them. Like, and and to get the disrespect of like, hey, old man, right? It's like, oh man, he was your that dude was twenty once, right? Like the guy you just talked to used to be you. Yeah, I think about that. I think that that's something that I think about a lot now is just like getting older and like making sure that what I do in life, there's value to it, you know, like, Mm. like, and so I think that's something that I've been thinking about a lot too. Like what I'm doing right now is there is, is 40 years from now, Bri going to be proud of what I did today. It's so important. I try to, I try to take heed and pause and listening to older people. Mm -hmm. I'd really try to There's wisdom in listening to experience and age and. Yeah. Yeah. Whether they we have a lot of respect to older people who did innovative things. Yeah. We, you could, Steve Jobs and right. Bill Gates. Yeah, we listen to them because they are who they are. But the people who didn't do the things that we would respect, or at least you're not aware of those things, uh, still listen to them too. Yeah. Because they saw things and they have perspectives that if you if you do live a life that's has no regrets that's great good for right. you but if there are people who live their life and they have regrets listen to them too yeah like listen you up. can learn from other people's mistakes and, yeah and, and, and life life givings which is the thing so anyway i'm glad that you've you've glown up so uh so well yeah i don't have anything else to talk about in the dabbling section do you have anything else you want to do wrigley is He's drinking water because he's thirsty. Drinking like it's a job. Um, all right. No, I don't have nothing else. Cool. This this dribbling section? Sad. It's, it's sparse. It's tiny. Are we going to do a transition to this? <laughs> I, should, I think we should, right? Did we know what we were going to talk about for this? For the for dribbling? Yeah. I mean, it's on our, on our list. Do you not see it? Am yeah, I not seeing I see it? I see it. But like, there's like literally two things. I, I don't feel like it even deserves a transition. I can't. All right. Do you think we should just go right into it? Yes. Okay. There's only, there's nothing to say. Let's, we could do a roundup wow. in, in less than five minutes. All right. And not even, we can do this in two minutes. All right. This is, I, I how can't. How about this? How okay. about this? We'll mm-hmm. do a challenge. All right. I'll do my version of a roundup, mm-hmm. and you tell the people what I missed. Okay. All right. Hold okay. on. Okay. All right. Let's pretend. We're, let's transition. <clears throat> hey, folks. Welcome to the dribbling section. Wait. 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 Of, wait. wait what? You went too slow. <laughs> I'm going through some change in my some life changes okay. in your life <laughs> um okay so then, hey go um, ahead and do your thing all right what up folks welcome to the dribbling section of dabbling and dribbling this is where we talk about basketball all things basketball uh because we like basketball because mm-hmm. basketball how many more times can i say basketball uh, I, I knock know. yourself out i know all the time so uh because this section is super tiny um alex why don't you do the roundup 
Okay, so I wasn't ready because uh, oh, I want to do. Can you time me though? Um, yes, hold on. I'm gonna put the timer. I can't believe we're doing this. This is so funny. Hold on. Here we go. Um, whenever you're ready. Okay. And go. Toronto's still top in the East. The Milwaukee Bucks, Indiana Pacers, and Philadelphia 76ers are right behind them with a four and a half game difference between the fourth and the first seed. The Denver Nuggets and the Golden State Warriors are still topping out the West and a half game difference between the two of them, followed by Oklahoma City and Portland Trail Blazers, respectively. A difference of four games between the top seed and the fourth seed Blazers. Kyrie's mad at the Celtics because they're not playing well enough, and he thinks the young people don't know what it takes to win a championship. James Harden is going off like a monster, tying a streak by Kobe Bryant for some ridiculous numbers that I don't even want to get into. But Clint Capella, his center, is out for the next three to four weeks I because it was of six a, weeks. Sure, because of a thumb. So that means it's that much harder for the Rockets. Will they crumble? We'll see on the next episode of Are the Rockets Good Enough This Year? And LeBron James is still out for the Lakers. They suck, which is just like every other team that he's left. So he needs to come back soon so they can figure out what's going on. Did I miss anything? You did that in one minute and 98 seconds. So two minutes and 38 seconds? You did that in one minute and 98 seconds. Oh, one minute and 98 ticks of a second. Ticks of a second, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait. Oh, wait, I did not. Wow. Oh, my Lord. That was milliseconds. One minute and 98 milliseconds. Some people ask me how tall I am, and I say 5'12". <laughs> <laughs> Just so you could... You're I'm 5'11", but I like the joke. Um, so that's it. What did I miss? What else? Uh, literally nothing. Okay. Okay, I'll give it one thing, one thing. Blake Griffin went off for 44 points he against did. his Clipper, former Clipper team. Um, wait, the Toronto Raptors and the Oklahoma City Thunder had like a wild game. There was like two overtimes. That was a thing. All right. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Literally, what the hell, man? So we're in that lull of the year and the NBA <laughs> season where it's pretty much a, a done deal. Who's we're just be waiting in the playoffs, for the All-Star games. And then yeah. we're waiting for the All-Star game. Yeah. So like, yeah, we'll wait. We'll just wait. So thanks for that <laughs> do you want to do the ant challenge i mean we're like 50 minutes in. all right we're 50 minutes in yeah all right we'll make it quick okay we'll do we'll do a quick thing so for those of you who don't know there's this um app and it's a, it's a, there's a youtube thing where two friends sit and hang out and they ask each other questions and we figured hey this would be something fun for us to do um and the ant challenge itself is like actually pretty fun there's different versions of it you could do it for like when you're on a first date or when you are uh like with your ex ex uh, roommate are you okay i have a you have a pimple? You ever have a pimple where you've never had a pimple before? Uh-huh. Uh, under my bicep. I mean, be be more be more be out. more clean. Gotta wash that. Um, so we figured we should do the friend version of it, because you could do it as like mm-hmm. lovers, you could do it as friends, you could do it as siblings. Yeah, what are the options? Uh there's it's lovers, friends, exes, siblings, and I think that's it. Supervisor, supervisee. I'm sure you can do that as friends. Mailman. <laughs> President. Yeah. So it's basically you ask questions to the other person and they have to answer it. So there's 12 of these and we'll do like a quick fire round of it. Cool. All right. What's the, again, you said there's no time frame on it? There isn't, but we should probably like not give each other, I mean, just answer the question and keep it moving. Yeah. I I would want a time frame. That way we're under the gun. Mm. Can you set one? No. Wait, when does it ding? 
it, it, it digs like when you because you're supposed to like be sit in silence for like 30 seconds with each other and like be like oh we're gonna be present but we're already present all right so well i'll just see how it flows as we start going all right, all right. so first question alex what do you love most about our collaboration i enjoy uh us it's watching both of us grow through these moments nice same now you can slide you can uh, swipe swipe oh okay um bry when do you worry about me and why oh my god this is so deep yeah <laughs> i do worry about you this is uncomfortable <laughs> i do worry about you <laughs> Oh, I'm going to start tearing up. Okay. Um, I worry. Well, I don't like, I think I worry that you are too hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, I worry that you're too hard on yourself when it comes to your art and when it comes to like the things that you do. Um, and I worry sometimes that you're so hard on yourself that you don't let a lot of people in. Especially in a romantic way. Not that I'm afraid you're going to be alone for the rest of your life because you'll always have me um, in your life. But I don't know. I just worry about making sure that you're okay. You can't see right now, but I'm smiling. Why? Because everything she's. Well, no. I, yeah. I'm smiling because everything she said is valid. Yeah. It's just. It's just <laughs> but the only thing, the people not being in my life long term, that's the one thing that I really have. I make peace with and it's an okay. I know, but I want that for you. Like yeah. it, that's because like yeah. I'm put I'm, I'm, I'm imposing my like value yeah, yeah, of, like yeah. that on you yeah yeah because no, I'm fine. just yeah but that I just like I think you are very hard on yourself when it comes to your art and yep. I think yeah. I think you're I don't disagree. a flipping genius but I like, oh you're too kind I don't I don't disagree um when do I worry about you and why do I have to answer that no or do I, I just answered you? it oh this is sweet. Wait, I was like, I don't want this to. Is, I, was I was like, like <laughs> I was trying to think of something. I was like, I mean, I could, but I don't. I don't feel like it. Yeah, I'm not like, today. No, we'll just we can do this another another time. Um, who do you feel the most vulnerable with? Vulnerable with? Vulnerable. I mean, you're up there. You're definitely in. You're in the number one spot, but mm-hmm. like. For friends, I'm trying to think of if, if I'm more vulnerable with my mother um, or you. And I don't count, right? Well, I mean, I think that's good that you're vulnerable with yourself. I tell people, I'm, you know, that's from good, doing there's There's a lot of honesty in that. From doing a podcast where you tell everybody <laughs> stuff. Like, yeah. I've, I've told people things on this podcast that um, are I would consider vulnerable I wouldn't have told people years ago right. but I tell people now yeah um, so I feel equally I, I haven't held anything back from I get so tired of talking about my vulnerabilities mm. because I feel so comfortable with it and that's good like that's I, great I, ha- I can't remember the last time someone asked me a question I didn't tell them the truth mm. And uh, so I, yeah. but you have helped me with that and talking to my mother. Um, and so I feel like with anybody, I'm my, my most authentic. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I'm up there. I would say similarly, I feel pretty vulnerable with you. That was my 
No, you're, you're my question. Yeah, I was, okay. I was, so I was, we're not. I was. I was listen. just like. I was just kind of like agreeing. With yeah. You. Okay. I was don't, affirming. Don't I'm, take my questions. Okay. I'm so, I'm so sorry. My goodness. <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> um. What's What's the pain? Oh my God! <laughs> Jesus! Why am I getting really tough Jesus. ones? Jesus! Why is this so at me? Every <laughs> the question has I don't been. Know. You kind of already touched on this, but I'll give it to you. What's the pain in me you'd like to heal? I'd like to remind everyone: you can't spell paint without pain. <laughs> What's the pain oh in me God. you'd like to heal? Jesus Christ, medicine woman, go ahead. <laughs> um, well, I mean, whatever it is that makes you really critical of your art, I think that that's something that I would want to take away from you. Also, that one time where you teared up in front of me because mm. of a, a situation that you were in, mm-hmm. I, I was going to do anything in my power to kill that person. I don't know why. Mm. It wasn't it wasn't like a pain because like. There was there was multiple causes to that pain, right? Like you caused it in your own yeah. way, and like so That's did the other right. person. It wasn't like a, yeah. it wasn't like a one size like it wasn't like oh this was all that person's fault and you had no fault in it. It was it was. Just, we're talking about a former relationship. I right? had. It yes. was maybe no was my last more serious serious relationship, relationship. Yeah. and since then this is. N- well, I, everything informs everything, but what Bri's referring to is my last serious relationship, and it ended. Uh, well, yeah, both. <laughs> there was blame on both sides. <laughs> In this case, there actually was. <laughs> so, um, not my proudest moment, but also not. Um, it was a tough it, situation. Yeah, and I really in every ex that I've had, and this person included, I've always thought very highly of them, and I still have a lot of yeah. Um, and you're still friends with compassion. this person, and yeah, like that's yeah, it's yeah. wonderful. But I'll never forget being worried about you, like because you hadn't eaten. Mm. Like it, it was oh, like yeah. it was like one of those things where I was just like, "What do you mean you have?" Like I'm like, like I, one of the first things I ask. Most of the people that I care about is like, have you eaten? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. what can mm-hmm. I feed you? <laughs> like, is like my first like mm-hmm. point of place. And when you said you hadn't eaten, I was just like, Alex doesn't not not take care of his body. So like, I was all, like, you know obviously worried. Um, I love calories. Yes, you you like your food, so I got. I remember I got you a salad, um, which you were like picking at. And oh yeah, salad was perfect. I was just trying to think, what did I eat? Yeah, you had a salad. Yeah, salad was really good. Yeah, I got you a salad I that I thought leaves. you would like, and then you told me what happened and i was like i i would have done anything in my power to take that pain from you Mm -hmm. knowing like you had fault in it that person had fault in it like it wasn't a perfect Mm -hmm. situation but i would that's like the like there's that's like just the one thing i could like a one instance i can think of but i don't think that's a pain Pain. that that like sustains you in a way that is like that like debilitated you i just think like it i think if anything you learned a lot from it and Mm. you learned Mm -hmm. Uh, what I what you can and can't bring into a relationship, which I think is yeah, a good thing. That was helpful. Um, yeah, it was super helpful. I but but in that moment, I like I, d- I didn't want to see my friend hurt. Like, yeah, that's like, yeah. I appreciate that you listened to me during that time, and you allowed me to be reasonably hard on myself to take responsibility yeah. for my portion. I was going of, to, I, and if you t- didn't, I was going to be like, mm, yeah, Alex. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you did a really good job of stating that, saying like, here's, yeah, here's what you did that sucked. Yeah, and. Uh, I'll just put it on wax on the record. Like I was in the 
at the end of that relationship, well, at a period of you that were, relationship, you were kind of signing off. In I was your own about, way. I was trying to figure out an exit strategy yep. to this uh, relationship, and the conversation approached itself where I could tell this person that I was thinking about seeing other people and open to doing so, and. I was going to take the action of cheating on this person, which I had never done before, nope. but I was tempted. And so out of character of you as like, like out of character of like what I had known of you in that moment. Same. Yeah. yeah but I was getting, I was uh, in that New York, uh, there was a lot, there was a lot of fish in the swagger sea. mode. Yeah. And I was like, wow, these dating apps are like Fire. jackpot. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, I was thinking about it, but I never did. Yep, and you never um, did. and I learned from that lesson of how much it can hurt myself and other people, and that was a lesson learned. Which is why I haven't been in a relationship since because I really like being independent. Mm-hmm. And those are things that I worry about for you because I want you to have. Man, that's a topic like, for another. Day. Yeah, <laughs> I could I could speak forever about that. I know, and I know where you stand, but it doesn't mean it don't worry still. Oh my god, I'm I, basically like a weird version of your mom that just like worries about you when i walk <laughs> around sometimes i think to myself like uh very rarely i think oh i might what if i dated someone like more seriously and then i quickly go to hey you feel this right now you feel this like not being responsible for other people's emotions right yeah. now oh, that's nice yeah let's go see a movie yeah let's go do whatever <laughs> i want so nice. yeah all right um this question i don't think even makes sense for us but and if it doesn't make sense, I'll, I'll pick another question. Mm. What was a trip that connected us the best and why? Have we ever taken a trip together? Mm, Brooklyn. <laughs> uh, I, um, and that one time in Harlem, in that rooftop. Oh, yay. Oh, right. That was funny. Um, I, nah, I, I don't think that makes any flip sense. Flip that squ- All right. question next. What do you want me to take away from this relationship? Um, Definitely not the plantain chips. I wish those would come back. <laughs> Uh, Dad, did you hear that? He wants those plantain chips. Please ship them in. <laughs> what do you say it again? What, what do, do you want me to take away from this relationship? Ooh, you. I think you already have this. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, from when I first met you to now, <laughs> you care significantly less. Mm-hmm. Far less mm-hmm. what other people think of you. Yeah. You and people. You have a lot to do with that. You and Winston and a couple other of our friends have a lot to do I, with that. I, there were, do you remember? I know you do. You remember, you've remembered things that I've said that I don't altogether remember, but I, rem, I know you remember this. I We were on your couch one time and you were talking about, uh, I don't know how much I want to say i'll keep it you were around some extended family members yes who at a function were in your business giving you unsolicited advice on what you should do with your personal life and i said what is this episode number 68 of let's tell bri what she should do with her life and i'm like what do you say to these people and you were being very respectful to these family members right and i would say at a certain point you got to kick them where it hurts mm-hmm. to let them know that shit doesn't fly. Right. And they can be mad at you or your parents or whatever. Right. But at a certain point, they got to know you're calling the shots on your own life. Yeah. And uh, every time that they come at you, they should expect an equal but opposite reaction. Yeah. And, um, and, and I told you the next time they do that to you and you don't clap back at them, don't tell me about it. Mm-hmm. 
because I don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. And then there have been times where you have told me stories mm-hmm. about people, and I also too, and you were very good about explaining to me the layers of being a woman in an immigrant mm-hmm. family mm-hmm. with dimensions that me as an American yeah. male would not know. Right. Um, so like there's room just, for that. Yeah, like I just can't cuss everybody out that I want right. because there's implica- there's Parents, potential implications. Sisters, yeah. People in your life whom you care about who we'll love you very much. Yeah. yeah, and you don't want to bring ill upon them. Right. So I, I bring in that more like individualistic mentality, less of a, a community mm-hmm. mentality. But there have been times since then where you have told me stories mm-hmm. where I'm listening to you talk about what family gives yeah. you like a tough time. And I'm thinking, oh, why? Why are they like that? Why do you do this to her? Why are you <laughs> surprised? And then you tell me the portion where you responded to that person. And I... Get out of my chair, <laughs> pumping my fist so hard that I need ben, like, I need Ben Gay on my shoulders after <laughs> I've been pumping so hard. Just like, yes, <laughs> tell them what's up. And I can see their faces yeah. in the story, and I'm just so happy. Yeah, no. that. And if you remember that night, we even role-played. Like, you would say something mean to me. Like, it wasn't oh, even. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then I would be like... Alex, I can't, I literally can't say what you want me to say because sometimes I'm like trying to explain to you. I'm like, there's nuances to all of this, but it was like one of the, it was, I'll never forget. I will never forget that conversation. That was a very like pivotal point. You, and you, you've grown up in, in great ways, my friend. Thank you, my I love Thank it. you, my love. What it's do you great. want me to take away? Okay. What, what is missing from our relationship? Hmm. Oh. More plantain chips. Uh, you paying for your Netflix? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I was just like, Uh, like, I I only pay for my Amazon Prime. (laughs) (laughs) At this point, the amount of people that owe me money. That's so funny. No, I really, truly, that was a joke, but I can't think of anything that's like missing. Uh, I can't think of anything. Do you want a different question? No, I mean... All right. I mean, unless you want it. No. Okay. That's fine. You do the next okay. one. Okay. Next one's for you. Do you really feel that you're pushing yourself hard enough or just settling? Uh, In like life. Hmm. No. Um, I feel like I'm at a point where I am. I've, I've definitely... Asking me today, this time today, I don't feel like I'm... I feel like I'm on the precipice. Mm-hmm. I feel like there are times where I push myself too hard and the why is not clear. Mm. So I spend extra time hunkering down on the why. Mm. And that looks different in different situations. Sketchbook sure. or, or meditation or whatever. Yeah. Um, but the settling part... My version of settling Mm. in terms of where my life trajectory is taking me professionally and personally looks like it also brings me joy. Mm. So the thing that I do for my job Mm. brings me a lot of fulfillment. Mm. And then the the creative work that I do brings me a lot of joy as well. But it comes as a mixed bag. Right. Like being and being in service to people who inspire you mm. is nothing but joy. Yeah. That's my day job. Yeah. Doing the creative side of work is um you could read book after book after book about creative paradoxes. Mm. Because you can't it's someone asked an artist one t- an artist 
writer was like asking an expert writer mm-hmm. and the story sticks with me he's like hey you're an expert writer mm-hmm. give me advice i've been writing for 30 years mm-hmm. book after book trying to publish sometimes it does sometimes it doesn't i haven't hit it like, mm-hmm. i haven't hit it big when should i give up writing mm-hmm. and the writer said well i think you should give up today because mm-hmm. it sounds like you're not finding fulfillment from right. it he's like the guy looked at him and just kind of his jaw was slack. Right. And he goes, and if after you've taken time not doing that, you can't think of anything else but to do that. Right. Then you start writing again. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. It's, it's just a restlessness. It's just a thing of any creative. If you're going to do it, it's going to come with uh, a lot of sacrifices and a lot of questioning. You're always going to be questioning yourself, no matter if you're Taylor Swift or if you're Van Gogh. Yeah. So... <clears throat> Um, it's a good thing. I, yeah, I feel like I'm doing better than most people. I'm very grateful for um, the life that I have that brings me so much joy. But I'm very hard on myself. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I've learned to be nicer to myself. and treat. I wouldn't treat other people the way I treat myself mentally. Mm-hmm. And I check myself on that sometimes to say so. Um, and that has been good for my practice. Um not to make this too long, but also letting go of my traps of letting my really, the things that I get praised for mm. it, creatively, mm. not letting that be my one trick pony, you know? Not, oh, not, people say you're really good at this. So just, yeah, yeah, keep doing that. Keep doing that. It's like, no, yeah, people like that, but you can't paint portraits like mm. for the rest of your life if that's not the thing that sustains you. Right. So I challenge myself to do new things that are scary and different. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, that's just it's just going to be part of my life. <coughs> I love it. All right. Um, do you do, 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 do. How would I What is this about me? Change, yeah, change we're question. going Hold on, hanging up on your sister. Change the question. I just hang up on that's your sister. Fine. Um, yeah, the question was how would I react if I fail? I think you'd be fine. I hate this. <laughs> um Huh. What? <laughs> All right. Uh, what scares you the most about being a mother? <laughs> you are a mother to a pet. I'm a mother to we a pet. We haven't talked about motherhood much. Um, well, if I ever get the honor of being a mother, that's the first thing. Because that's not a guarantee. Because... You know, right? That's just not a guarantee. Um, uh, I, there's not a lot that scares me about it outside of like this world sucks, you know. And so to raise a child, whoever they are and whatever they are, and all the all the complexities of who they are, mm-hmm. um, I worry about the world accepting like them mm-hmm. and loving them the way that they should be loved. Um, I think I know I'm a good nurturer. I think. Like, that's just, I'm the oldest of three girls. I take care of my friends. I take care of my family. Like, it's, I, the nurturing and loving a child is not something that I worry about because I think I can do that. Mm. Um, my mother was a great, is a great example of that, even though she's, she's made mistakes and like, we've talked about those things. She's a human person. Um, you're never going to get it right perfectly, you know, um, I think what I worry about is 
if I if I am given that opportunity to be a mother, one I'd be like really surprised that I like chose to like to get pregnant because I don't know if I really want to have kids. No, we talked about that. So, but and a part of that is maybe a defense mechanism of like having PCOS and like mm-hmm. which is polycystic ovarian syndrome, which one in ten women have, um, or is it one in yes yeah, one in ten women have it. And, uh, if not even more so, and, um, and, you know, I've had fibroids, I've had, you know, like surgery for those things and things like that. So like, if I get pregnant, I would be like really surprised. I'd be like, how did that happen? Um, a miracle from God. It would be a miracle from God. And that'd be wonderful too. And if that's what my life path is supposed to be, but I would be surprised. I would actually be very surprised, but yeah, there's not much that worries me outside of like this world sucking. Like I worry about my nieces and my mm. nephews because I'm like, this world is trash, you know? Yeah. It's getting better. Yeah. I, I tell myself. All right. It's better be about you. Oh yeah. Oh, this is oh, awkward. Good. I'm tired know. of talking about me. <laughs> okay. What do I bring into your life that you cannot live without? What do I bring into your life that you cannot live without? I wonder what, how many things I can't live without besides air, food and shelter. <laughs> Genuinely, this, yeah, but this is like a it's a more metaphor, it's not like an actual, like, yeah, you can say plantain trips, and you know, like, it's fine. I understand. Well, it goes without saying. Um, Hulu, <laughs> Netflix, Netflix. <laughs> you're a piece of crap. <laughs> uh, what? Let me try and go deeper, let me figure out what's there. Um, no, I feel you know, your ability to work with other people you give people a lot of grace and that i'm you know i used to be much i don't think i'm unkind but i used to be a lot uh a lot more i made i made room for people's grace and insecurities in ways that made them feel um validated and adequate Mm. and i think a lot of times when i Operate. I caught myself on a basketball court one time playing, and some friends were going to meet up and play. And I was there early, just, you know, timing worked out. And so I was just shooting around for a while, and I was just like sinking everything. I was, it was when I, you remember when I used to play basketball like Mm -hmm. heavy for some months? Yeah. Um, So I was at my zenith. I was just like, yeah. You were LeBron. Kobe. Oh, just, just all the time. Yeah, those nets were on fire. So you're self-curing all that situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I and I remember this is my own thing. I should probably do more exploration. I think I have a fear of success. Mm. So I had a, I was I caught myself with the ball in my hands, thinking my friends would be there soon. And I wanted to. I was like, oh, Alex, you got to tone it down because if you play like this when they show up, people are gonna feel like they're not good enough. Mm. And then I was like. I stopped mid mid shot, like I just held the ball. I was like, "Whoa, what the hell was that pop up?" Right? Did you just yeah? You just say you wanted. In other words, you were gonna dim your light for other people. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. So you play small, so other people feel like they're okay. So as as an adult, I've late I've noticed in recent years that sometimes I make people people can get a, a bad impression of me because I've. Seem like a show off, mm. or I'm uh, arrogant, or or overly self assured. Mm. Um, whereas you are a very capable person and very able and very um, 
likable in nature and i think you're good at a lot of things and you're curious about things you i mean you doubt it on yourself i mean we all have our insecurities and doubts but you doubted on yourself more when i first met you and now you've stepped into a place of where i think i've watched you become self-assured and more grounded and self-aware of like the good all the greatness Mm -hmm. that you carry with you Mm -hmm. so i've watched you be really good navigating a lot of social circles and making people feel seen Mm -hmm. and validated while not having to dim your light and i Mm -hmm. think that's something where i learn the balance of like you can express your opinion and make room for people and somehow there's a the gr- a graceness mm. within that confidence where you don't you couldn't be misconstrued as a jerk mm. not that i but that's maybe the thing too is like not caring mm-hmm. if someone would think i was a jerk yeah but how do i make that person come away from that interaction feeling like um it was an overall positive yeah for both for everybody yeah so that's the vulnerability piece you and Mm -hmm. me and helping me with that i think Mm -hmm. helps to ingratiate more um more of those positive interactions please unlock your phone i will unlock my phone all right this is the last question all right last one what oh wait that's the one you just Mm -hmm. asked me no that was wait um it just did it go away yeah um, oh, no. So it went from 11 and then it went back to 10 and then I tried to go back to 12 and it said, oh, we're done. Oh, no. Let's see if we can find one. I'm just going to have him redo it. I'm going to do one more. Because then it'll be even. Okay. Okay, here we go. Is it different every time? Yeah. I mean, there's... Ooh. So you could... Here, you could pick... No. Oh, yeah. Let me... Yeah, there's, there's a 12. lot of these are centered on me. Um, we should have started with you. What do you... Th- I just told you. Um, it says, what do you think I'm learning from you? Um, <laughs> did you pick that? You what? Pick the, what? I think you picked a different uh, setting. No. Than friends. No, it's friends. Oh, okay. It's friends. Why? What have you learned about me during this pregnancy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm apparently pregnant. <laughs> uh, sometimes, no. sometimes there's a glitch. You know. What do you? Uh, ooh. Okay. All right, here we go. All right, I'm scared. <clears throat> when do you feel you're betraying your faith? When do I feel like I'm betraying my faith? You're pretty grounded in your faith. Yeah. I think when I first moved here, I was still pretty grounded in my faith, but I was still so... I think faith practice, there's a lot of doubt in faith pra- practice. Like... And that's normal. And I, I don't know. I think that was a, that was a point. Um, there was a point where I felt that I was betraying my faith because I was like, whether it was like the guy that I was dating or, um, relax Riggs. He didn't like that guy. He, he wouldn't have because I got him right after him anyway. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's a, a point where I feel like I'm betraying my faith. I think my faith has evolved and grown as I have since I've moved to New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like maybe people back home may think I'm betraying my faith because my faith has, sh- like, my faith practices have also shifted mm-hmm. in, in various ways. Um, because I think sometimes faith re- is, like, very regimented. Mm-hmm. Like, what faith practice should look like should be, like, X, Y, Z. And if it's not, then you're not really 
insert religious practice here, right? Yeah. Um, so I can go to sleep at night knowing that I am grounded in my faith and that I'm not betraying what I believe in and what I know are the core values of who I am mm. and even the core values that I grew up with, you know, um, they're, they're all pretty, pretty much the same. So, yeah, I don't think there is a moment. Okay. There hasn't been. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't see any. It, I would have been surprised in, if there was something that I didn't know. Yeah. Um, that's something that only you would know. Yeah. Because I, I always see you the same way. Mm-hmm. I think more people need to test their faith. Yeah. Because that's the I point. Agree. Like you got to put variables on that. Yeah, and how I, do you know how strong the metal is if you don't test right. it? Exactly, and I think you know I I read a an article somewhere where Mother Teresa, who you know this this amazing woman who like was in the streets of Kolkata, like just loving on people, the mm-hmm. uh, people that were unloved, the way Jesus loved people. Yeah. Um, and one of the things uh, they talked about. Uh, was like she had a lot of diaries of her doubting God yeah. and being like, yeah. why? You know, like, why are you giving us this pain and suffering? Like, why are you give? you know, why is this happening? Mm-hmm. You know, why are you even there? You know, like, yeah. you know, like, do you even exist? We're talking um, about consciousness. Yeah. Um, Exploration. Yeah. And I think I really, I've, uh, my mom uh, met Mother Teresa many, many years ago and, mm-hmm. and spoke very, very highly of like just her presence like mm. she like she walked into a room and there was just such a grace to her yeah uh, like such a lovingness to her that i was like oh like i i want to be living in a life that like when i walk into a room like people see goodness and not not negativity or you know that i bring goodness not taking something away not taking things away mm. um and so uh and if she if she was a woman of faith that doubted God and questioned God and got angry at God, I will too. Yeah. Like, and I can tell you many a times where I've been like, uh, WTF, God. Mm. Like, I went into this relationship, prayed about it, like, was really, con- like, was trying to be as, like, good as I can be about, like, X, Y, Z, and I still got hurt, you know? Yeah. Like hindsight, I learned so much from that, and like have moved forward, you know, like all these different things, like and everything. So, yeah, that's. I asked one of our friends recently mm-hmm. about they they identify as Christian or some flavor of there mm-hmm. of that, and uh, they were talking about how their family and friends back home perceive their l- liberal evolution of that religion mm. and whether or not they're Christian enough yep. kind of thing. I get that a lot from family and friends. So I was asking this uh, person where, because I know, I mean, I know them well enough to know where their spiritual mm-hmm. access is right now. And I said, okay, I'm going to ask you two spectrum questions. Where are you in terms of one to ten in terms of spiritualism? Mm. Like ten being you're tapped in. And one being, uh, you don't feel it, hmm. nothing, dead, hmm. like zero. And she, she said 10, which is wow. where, which is where I thought knowing her to that degree, I was like, yeah, I'd put you at a 10 also. Right. I said, where are you on your Christian spectrum? She said, neg- negative 10. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Still identifies as Christian culturally or faith wise, mm-hmm. but in terms of her connection to 
it changes and shifts. Yeah. And I think what's hard is that when you are raised a certain way to believe certain things and do, do things a certain way, when you shift from that, you're unlearning a bunch of things. Mm. And then you have to tell people who have believed and stuck to that belief that you've unlearned some things or you've mm-hmm. decided differently. You know, mm-hmm. like I go to a very different church than my parents go to. That's a that's a point of contention in not necessarily my nuclear family, but like with my uncles and my aunts that like I go to a not Indian church, you mm-hmm. know, um, when there's many in the, in New York. And uh, there's reasons why I don't do that, you know, and like, so I, I think it's uh, it's an unlearning and adjusting mm-hmm. um, that just kind of happens as you grow up. Glow up. As you grow and glow. All right. Man, that was actually fun. Yeah, that was good. That was... Uh... I love the pregnancy question. That was my favorite one. It... <laughs> I swear, it was It was fun. news to me. I was just like, I'm pregnant? How? <laughs> glad this doesn't operate like a Ouija board. I know, right? My That's... lord. Yeah. All, All right. right. Let's, um, let's move on to some dope people. Let's do it. All right, let's go. All right, folks. It is time for our third and final segment of Dabble and Dribbling, which is our dope people of the week and i believe alex you are first who's your dope person this week sarah thomas sarah thomas tell me more she is the first female referee to officiate an nfl playoff game oh my god yeah i watched that game the patriots and the chargers yes that was a game my god she yeah it was probably more interesting to watch her make history than that game yeah because that game after a while, I was like, okay, this is starting to get demoralizing because the score was like 41 to like 7. It was bad. That's a spread. Yeah. Did uh, did you notice her on the field? When I did. Watching? Mm-hmm. Sorry. They talked about it? Uh, yeah, because it, it was talked about a couple of times. Like, oh, mm-hmm. you know that she's the first woman to ref a NFL game and all those things. And I was yeah. like, yeah. Well, Way to catch up, NFL. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Get on the page. Um, Sarah actually has worked in the league for four years. Okay. And so this is just the first playoff game, but she's been around for quite some time. Ruffing? Uh, yeah. She's well, had a lot of that. firsts. She was also a college athlete. Don't okay. know what. Didn't tell me. Mm-hmm. Um, her fourth season as a ref, she was the first female to officiate in 2015. Prior to that, in 2011, she became the first female to officiate and work in the Big Ten Stadium. Oh, the Big wow. Ten, and the first female to officiate a college football bowl game. Ooh. NCAA. She, okay. Yeah. She's been in the big arena. She's okay. done, done the dances. The NFL upon um, bringing her into the position yeah they changed the title of one of the referee positions so like there's many referees on the field they all do different things sure and so one of them is the linesman mm. she's a linesman so they changed it to be gender neutral and so now it's called a down judge okay oh okay that makes sense if it's first down or not yeah yeah so she's yeah so they changed that for her and she's really rebuffed the idea of being a trailblazer she's very humble and she's saying hey you know what as a woman yes we've made some strides but i'm out here just to have my presence on the field i don't need to uh, my voice can be heard but as you know the position entails as being a referee mm-hmm. you're also not the star of the show yeah it's not like, about you yes yeah, yeah. the players and the teams and all that stuff so she's not out there trying to hawk all this glory right she's there to show up to work like any other person in that uniform absolutely so yeah she you know she obviously says um 
what how we carry ourselves speaks a lot yep is what she said so she said you can still be sexy you can still be attractive you can be beautiful and be uh really amazing at your job and it speaks volumes yep. you know so yeah she's a mother of three and she what did this other very congratulate oh Alyssa milano weighed in billy jean king all these people said really great things about her and yeah and especially so, a playoff game against the patriots and the chargers like that's especially with the patriots being the patriots like they won that fair and square in a, in a very demoralizing way to the Chargers. Um, but, like, it's not like there was, like, deflate gate or, like... I was going to say... They were paying the refs. deflated some balls, that would be <laughs> ironic. Yes. <laughs> that That's funny. I got that. There that you was go. good. That was but, good. Yeah, Sarah, uh, Sarah is hopefully the first of many women, yeah. women to be in that profession. Yeah. Um, and, hey, the more gender neutral... We, someone, one of my friends asked me that the other day. Mm-hmm. I was talking about people i've dated mm-hmm. and they, you always say they mm. and them what is what is that mm. it's like oh i've been so brainwashed to use gender neutral language right. that i don't even say think like about she it anymore. Or her, yeah, yeah. yeah huh yeah yeah i don't think there's a problem with, i there's uh more gender neutral spaces around mm. uh public spaces i've gone to mm. i'm like oh this is great yeah, yeah let's, make, all about let's that. make more room and the nfl said like we're trying to be more inclusive so yeah let's you're you're, you're trying <laughs> still watching your games i'm only watching the playoff games we'll give guys. you a d minus this week yeah just this week <laughs> just because if we'll give it a c you know they got one they got a lady in there and at least there's something i, w- I had them at an f before <laughs> but okay give them a c um, Who's your dope person? So my dope person is Marseille Martin, who is uh, the young woman who is plays Diane in Blackish. She is one of the twins in Black Blackish. It's, okay. Um, I think I remember. Yeah, she's flipping adorable. Um, so she's actually making history, um, not because of anything specific to blackish but it's related um is that she's making history because she's the in the most recent project her most recent project is about to enter theaters in a couple of months i think um and so she's looking she's sharing this uh the big screen in a um in a movie called little alongside insecure's Issa ray and girl strips regina hall um so that's a big deal mm-hmm. um so like oh you're gonna be in a movie that's great um, and she's only 14 years old and she's playing the lead role with the cast full of successful figures, which is pretty cool. And she is now penned as the youngest executive producer of a Hollywood film. Um, Wait, so how old is she again? 14. Yeah. I'm like, what have, um, Alex, what have you done with your life? <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 So, uh. so she pitched. So let me tell you this. So the idea was inspired by Big, the Tom Hanks movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why it's called Little. Yeah, Big yeah, Little. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Marseille flipped the script and pitched the idea to Blackish executive producer Kenya Barris when she was ten years old. And said, "Did we talk about this before?" She she has definitely been successful in other things. Like we've we've talked about her yes. in, our, in our dabbling section. Um, I remember now. And so, so she pitched it like at 10, like, I think this is an idea. What do you think? And Kenya's like, this is an amazing idea. I don't know if we can get Tom Hanks. Right. (laughs) Um, But it's also like, I've never seen Big, but I'm assuming it's the opposite. It's a black, like an all black lead as far as like Issa, Regina Mm -hmm. Hall, 
um, Marseille. Um, and it's super cool because she was like, she's being interviewed by this and she's like, it just goes to show that you could be eight years old or like 85 years old. Like nothing should be stopping you from like wanting to do big dreams and like, except like, homework, maybe homework. Yeah. So, um, but she's always been really poised, especially I look at young actors mm. and I get kind of worried. Right about like what they're going to become when you know just because i think of like all the disney stars i think of the lindsay lohans and the puberty is a mofo. yeah and um and i think of the lindsay lohans the britney spears like just like having the breakdowns because they've literally been the limelight the whole time yeah. but it seems like the blackish kids have like a good head on their, on their shoulders seems like they have a good community of yeah. adults around them yeah like all the adults are their parents they treat on top them, of their parents right. they treat them with respect and are careful it seems like not to yeah. use them yeah um and they all like i think of yara shahidi who's like the the oldest girl in blackish mm-hmm. and like the things that she's doing you know because she's been on blackish since like she was like 16 and and mm. has been moving up and has how many seasons is Blackish? I think it's like four or five seasons now. That's good. Yeah, it's a great show. Um, has really tackled a lot of really cool things. So, Marseille, super proud of you. 14 years old, youngest executive producer in a big movie with, you know, Issa Rae, Regina Hall, just some no names. Wait a second. They, <laughs> they are... Is the premise the same as Big, where it's adults who strict, uh, developmentally cognitively go into childhood or is it the f- different? i don't know i don't know mm-hmm. I, I haven't seen the trailer yet mm-hmm. there's a trailer out so i'll have to check it out but um regardless okay. i love isa i love regina hall I love i'm gonna go watch the movie hey so yeah make that movie absolutely cool fun cast buddy yeah good one it was a good all one right. all right it- so let us Close this off yeah. by saying make sure you're following us on all our social media platforms at Dabblin' Dribblin. Subscribe, rate, comment, slide into our DMs, all those wonderful things. Anything you want to end off the cast with? No, just it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. All right, folks, be dope and we'll catch you later. See ya.